0: Man, I gotta. Man, I gotta have uh, Sadvig come up with the new intro and have your name put in it as well. <laughs> um. Yeah, what's going on, Zach? Uh,
1: I just shared this on my Facebook page.
0: Yeah, I did as well, and other Facebook pages. So. Yeah, tonight we got some really exciting news, um, and we'll share it in about two minutes while the group builds up a little bit, while we get more viewers. Um, yeah, I, I would, you know, we've been talking about a little bit behind the scenes and talking about making you um, more of a permanent co-host. I mean, I think, I mean, it's been working well so far. What do you think? <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, so um, I would love to. Uh, so Joe, and so for the people who haven't read our personal messages,
0: uh, <laughs> you'd be shut. No, just
1: kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I, uh, well, if you don't know me, I'm Zach Dothan. I own Dothan RC. This guy,
0: it's um, muted. There you go.
1: And you guys support. Uh, you and I want to get back to the Did you are we good? No,
0: you're muting your your audio's cutting in and out in and out, but your video Okay. Hold on. let me get my earbuds done. Okay, that's fine.
1: Right, I'll be right back. Sorry.
0: All right. We're starting to get a big enough group. We do have to drop this awesome bomb from the dakota slideways series before seven forty-five, and i'm really excited because it's a paintworks production yeah i was just telling people i'm really excited to drop this and it's uh i'm really excited because it's um a paintworks production Paintworks, So we have a local guy, Corey Hensy. sits and he does um, little deals. Uh, not little, but he does like race recaps, like with high quality video and whatnot for all of our local and regional races. So the the promotional video for what we're about to announce is a Paintwork's video. Joel Hyatt said that he could hear you. I couldn't hear you. It's like your mic was cutting out He's still working. He's still getting those earplugs Nope (laughs) Oh man Yeah, right Wow that changed audio a bit.
1: Can you hear me, Joe?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Uh, all right, I don't. Difficulties. Sorry, Sorry man. It's my first day.
0: Yeah, it's okay. We can talk about it a little bit later. Um. Yeah, I want to share this new exciting news about a race that Dakota Slideways is having here. Should I um, drop the video?
1: Yeah, let's see it.
0: All right, hold on one second. I'm new to this. I need another screen. Joey normally does this, but he's in Florida. So, all right, check this out, guys. <clears> Thank <throat> you. So, the Midwest Nationals. Check out those payouts. Let's pause that. I could not see anything. Oh, no, the video has no sound. Shoot. All right. Hmm. Let me see something quick. I am so sorry, guys. I could not see that. Because I had to download Chrome for it to have any kind of sound. Guys, I swear I tested this and it worked. (laughs) I had sound on my end. Did you have sound, Zach? Zach? Are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. I'm uh, just, I was waiting for you to, to get it working, but uh, that's okay. So, um. I was
0: wondering if you had sound on your end.
1: I didn't have any sound either.
0: Oh, Oh, I'm if so sorry. I didn't
1: want to interrupt your thing. Um. So, yeah, let's talk about
0: it. All right. Yeah, sorry, guys. Well, I'm... I'm so... Because the audio worked on my end. And that's why... Let me try this again. So yeah, it's... um, Their big race that they have every year. Glance says he's not Zach, but he hears us both. But anyways, it's a big race out in South Dakota and Aberdeen. It's... In the middle of July. So the dates are... uh, And that went away. Here we go. We'll have Corey make it. The dates are July 13th and 14th. And it's always a good time at Dakota Slideways. They... Used to get a few pros out there. I think they still do here and there, and it's just a great regional race. I'm super excited to go. Uh, I don't know who they have announcing. I hope they have Sean Van Dalen. You know, Sestad. He is an excellent, yeah. he's an excellent race director. I hope they have him announcing again this year. Um the track is always awesome. Always. Uh good. Uh, it's a good place for all racers. I seriously suggest, you know, checking it out. And I'm so sorry I botched the video. I don't know why it didn't have sound on this end. I had sound on my end, which is frustrating. Um, I don't know. It, I, uh,
1: I'm having trouble with my earbuds, so. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong guy.
0: <laughs> it's a night of technical difficulties.
1: Um, um, yeah, so what do you think about the payouts?
0: The payouts, I really like the payouts just to get racers out there. Um, a thousand to win, three of the classes, I mean, that's really going to put the pressure on, in which I think there needs to be more of in racing. And... Man, they're getting serious sponsorship for this to be able to do this. I really think it. Uh, Corey says it is Sean Van Dalen, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the payouts. I'm excited to see what competition it'll bring. A lot of people don't realize the talent the Midwest has. You know what I mean? But we have. The Fullers, we have Tom Renderneck, we have Seth Van Dalen, we have Kyle Holmberg. uh, no, I'm, you're, uh, oh, the video's public now, Sean um, put the link up, or Corey put the link up, excuse me, Corey put the link up, so we'll put that on the bottom of the screen there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I honestly, actually, I don't think the uh, the payouts are. I think they're great. I, I don't mean like that, but they're not that expensive to do something like that if you don't do trophies for everyone, um, and you just do trophies for like maybe top three. Uh, you put a little bit of that money together with some of the sponsorship money. Yeah, um, and you have. I mean, you have a thousand bucks pretty quick. Uh, plus, the track puts up. Maybe adds five dollars more to every entry, or sure. uh, and you know you can make up the money quick. I think it's nice to see more um, of the sport taken professionally. Um, I do think that there can be some some issues because people get a little more aggressive when they're when there's money involved. But
0: yeah, um, but I'm I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah. Uh, um, here we go. It's $7,500 total. Ah, oh, and it disappeared on me, dude. There it goes. I do not know what's going on, man. I really don't. This system usually works flawlessly. So anyway, $7,500 in cash and prizes. It's going to be July 13th and 14th in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Check her out. Um, yeah, it'll be a really good time, guys. So um, we'll we'll be talking more about it, more information comes up. Um, and like I said, Corey, put the video public. You should be subscribed to the Paintworks Racing page, regardless. If you're not, if you're listening, yeah. Sorry, man. Um, I'm a little bit. Oh, Benjamin James is saying he thinks that uh, Joey had the right idea with having refs last year at DNC. Now, that's an interesting topic to get into in a little bit. Um, But yeah, so last week when I was in Iowa, my wife, uh, I don't know if I like accidentally brought brought it to her and then went out of town. Or whatever, and I was asymptomatic, but she uh, came down with COVID pretty hard last week. And, yeah, so I it, it's been a really rough week on our end, but we're getting through it. And, you know, she's fine now, but my brain scrambled, man. Plus, I had a rough day in Muay Thai. So... I, I think did. not
1: any head kicks is what it sounds like to me. Well,
0: yeah, I, we did jujitsu for a little bit. Then it's like, ah, let's throw the gear on. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Zach, what have you been up to these past couple of weeks? Have you gotten any racing done? Any fun roar meetings? Uh,
1: no, and no. Um, I haven't gone racing. Uh, I will be going racing next weekend. Um, unfortunately, with how. Um, my schedule is, and the tracks near me, kind of, and my motivation to go race is not uh, super high. Uh, I'm, so I uh, still have a new guard. Uh She's doing great. Yeah. Um, and uh, just taking up all my extra time. Um, starting next weekend is um, my probably my last carpet onward race of the year. Yeah, um, for my touring at uh, the lower level, King of the Road. Actually, I just finished uh, there um, live, and I shoveled some food in my mouth, and now I'm here.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, dude, the season's coming to a close quick. Pat's wondering when you're going to come and run in Minnesota. You have come and run in Minnesota before, haven't you? You've been to Genesis. I have.
1: Yeah, I've been to uh, to Skittles Track. Um, it's a problem, drive. Yeah, it's it sucks. You have to. It does. It, it was fourteen hours for us to drive there. <sighs> um, Not worth from, it. From from Northern Indiana. Now I'm in Northern Kentucky, so it's going to be at least that amount. Um, I would fly out, but uh, so this this. Uh, the rest of this year will be dedicated to uh, to world Prep for me. Right. Trying um, to try get some asphalt racing under my belt. Uh, building a new car. Spending time with my family before doing that. Uh, there's a local asphalt track that's about two hours away from me. I'll be there as often as I can be. I'm hoping at least twice a month, which is currently uh, just about twice as much as I race now. Yeah. Uh, which is zero times a month. Um, with how the family is working out and and well, uh, the,
0: yeah, the distance, course. yeah, the distance also to a uh, on-road track for you is pretty ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Yeah the the nearest actually this will be the nearest on-road track is two hours away. Um, generally they don't run non-touring there, but uh, since it's asphalt, it sounds like there's going to be some some people to run there. There is um, Hoosier RC, which is 45 minutes north of me. I've been riding yeah. my wheeler at.
0: Yeah, that's not the same.
1: No. Um, I, you know, it's a great facility, and I really like the people there, and the racers are cool. I just, dirt's not my thing. I just, <laughs> I have so much more fun running on-road than I do anything else. Um, and, yeah, so I'm going to give Asphalt a try. Uh I have raced on... I've raced mostly carpet. I've only raced one other surface, which is uh, epoxy concrete. Oh. A mix of uh, uh, asphalt and um, carpet raising. So this will be true asphalt. Uh, So we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Benjamin James says Eddie Henley is good people. Daryl McNeil checking in. Um... Yeah, I've been racing a lot, and May and June are going to be pretty damn busy for me. Um, dude, I just booked my trip, my Vegas, uh, my ticket to Vegas, plane ticket. I've never spent so much on a plane ticket alone, let alone Vegas.
1: What's in Vegas?
0: Uh, Silver State, May. Uh. I'm going to run FIScale. It was round trip. With Delta, $576. Super economy.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. a normal price. Unless you live next to like O'Hare. Yeah. Um, or a, like a major airport like Dallas-Fort Worth.
0: Well, MSP is where I fly out of, and that's a pr- international airport.
1: So is Louisville. But I can go yeah. and fly out of O'Hare for $200 cheaper.
0: Yeah, it's... It's insane. Well, usually, at most, a flight to Vegas is three hundred dollars. There were times when it was like forty bucks. Last year, my, I want to say my ticket was like two hundred and eighty dollars. It was like dirt cheap. It's just a different in a year. Um, Richards check it in. Uh, Lindsay Eddie runs Hoosier. Um, yeah. Joey was saying he couldn't attend. His uh, signal is terrible. He's out in Florida racing big cars with his old man, I believe, or somebody. Um, oh, Ben is saying Silver State and Nationals in Idaho are fairly close this year. I'm sure. I mean, you can't separate the races correctly. Um. I have three big races in May and... Two or three in June, and then one in July. So, I mean, I'm pretty booked up and freaking out at the moment, actually. But you know what? Instead of looking towards the future, um, let's talk about last week. There was a really good time at uh, Island Speedway. Um, There was a lot of talent there last week because um, people are starting to prep for the J-Concepts race coming there in June. And oh, the track was excellent. Um, always a good time at Island. The, the only, com- and it's not really a complaint, it's, I don't think that they were expecting this many entries. It really should have been a two-day race. You know what I mean? There's a hundred and, I'm trying to find, t- t- I'm trying to find last week's race there we go Iowa there were 161 entries in like 24 heats I think it would have served better being a two day event but other than that everything ran well Um, I made the A in Wheeler with the new B7 I made it mid B in two wheel expert stock yeah I should have been a little bit closer to the A You know what I mean? If, But we're starting to figure that car out. Yesterday, when we were running AstroTurf, we went from that point with the new car, like, him and Han about it. Like, I don't know. We're trying to get things figured out to where the car was good all of a sudden. And it's like, okay, we're going in the right direction at this point. But, um... Yeah, Island was a good time. Rinderdeck cleaned up in uh, two-wheel drive mod. And uh, Nate Sutherland just, I'll tell you what, um, Nate Sutherland won two-wheel stock, but he had Riley Filbert on his tail. Riley Filbert was actually in the lead and lap traffic, just ate him alive. I kind of feel bad for the guy, but yet again, eh, he's a young kid. He'll get over it. He's he's got a lot more of those left in the tank. I don't think he realizes it, but he does. Both Riley and Nate do.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, and Riley's really—you know—I uh, met him um, two years ago or last year. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, relatively recently, and he was—he was quick, but he wasn't like national level fast um, he's
0: he is now which is nuts
1: and yeah and he's really developed um and put in the work over the last year and is um he did well at an eight scale race um first time running uh e-buggy or excuse me uh, nitro buggy right and then um he came in ran um here at completely different discipline yep. and uh did well there so we might be looking at the makings of uh, something great here.
0: I hope so. You know, the only thing keeping a young kid like that, like, out of the spotlight is basically financial support. I believe he's on his own at this point. He used to live in Minnesota, I, or near Minnesota. He used to race at a oval track in Minnesota. I had no idea until, like, one day he was on the No Name RC podcast talking about T's hobbies. I'm like, oh, this guy's from here. But he's got um, the Omaha Hobby Plex as his home track, and he gets to all the practice he needs, which is excellent. So, yeah. Well, he
1: has Alex and um,
0: Will, and, and
1: Will. Yeah.
0: There, there's a few other guys there that are In like um, Daniel Bender, two years he'll be towards that top as well. Um, He bumped to the that a main that two wheel stock a main, and that was a really hard a main to make. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, but dude, Island man, it's always a great time. It is. I'm trying to figure out the whole 21.5 gig for Joe Three, because as we discussed last time, 21.5 is becoming the national like regular guy stock class, mm-hmm. and he did well with it. He almost made the A main, but it could just be the 21.5, or I have a gear wrong. But man, something's missing. I don't want to be heating up his batteries to 100, and, like. The top stock guys, they're cycling their batteries over and over and over and over until it's time to race. They're not just, like, cycling it once and timing it. They keep cycling it over and over and over to where there were a couple oopsies last week at Island. Um, I'll tell you
1: where you don't get any oopsies.
0: With the heating sleeve. And that's what I use. I use a DRC heating sleeve. Uh, Daryl, the reason that
1: you, so the reason that the guys are cycling their batteries more than once is that they're not, um, well, first, as soon as you stop discharging that battery, pretty much the heat stops being generated. Um, You can, it, Charging it slightly heats it, and you do have some carryover from the discharge. Um, But that's why people are discharging at high amps and then charging at high amps. Right. Um, so you can get that battery warm onto the track. Yeah. Um, every time that you do a cycle on your charger, though, it's a cycle you don't get to use on the track. And you only have so many race-quality cycles out of a battery. Yeah. Uh, if you use half of them or more on your charger... And you only got that many good pack or cycles on the, uh, the track. Yeah. Um, with the heated lipo sleeve, you can do you get the same results, um, and you can control all that as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I from the drivers who have used it, including like national champions, um, they prefer that method um, than. Uh, High up cycling, but that does mean you can't be lazy and leave your battery in the car. You have to take it out, right? through or by turning the little tabs and moving it, um, which also means that if for some reason there's an issue, you don't burn down your whole car. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's also Daryl McNeil is wondering if I like the new B7. I started really liking it yesterday, so the answer is yes. I did go through a couple of weeks of new car blues. It's just not the same, and I try to set it up the same, if that makes sense. It's a whole new car. It's going to be a whole, basically, entirely new setup. Yeah. Um, anyway, can't say... To wrap up Island, can't say any bad things about them. I've been going there since um, the tracks in Minnesota were shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching those guys grow and grow and grow. And I I mean, they built a literal world-class facility. Um, oh, and we tested on the dirt oval on Sunday. We were going to race, but they uh, rescheduled a race. And that was a blast. I've never driven on an oval with that much grip. They say sauce isn't allowed, so I bring sauce. I mounted up slicks with no prep whatsoever. Immediate grip to where I'm almost traction rolling with my car. Wow. Yeah. Like, I would – if I were to race there, I would probably buy those – super stiff foams that J concepts makes with the thick sidewall fronts. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it was unreal, but yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit. Um, We didn't have a ton of news, but you made the world's list and you are going.
1: Yeah. um, So That's what I was kind of saying earlier. So I, with, so as any business owner will tell you, you have to make your choices because now I don't get to work 40 hours a week or even like 50 hours a week. I work like, Mm -hmm. so right now my schedule is get up at six in the morning Yep. and um, work when I can, take care of the baby when I can. um, And then... Um, hold on let me see if I can turn my mic up
0: okay I can hear, uh, let's see if I can turn it up on my end as well there we go I can turn it up a little bit before it starts getting funky
1: Uh, maybe people can hear me now I hope it's not too loud
0: Um, yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) it's, it's a fine adjustment
1: so I, uh, I don't get to, to race that much anymore uh, because I do all these other auxiliary things to support uh, the business uh, besides running it um, and then running the business and taking care of friends and family and doing that kind of thing. So my racing career has taken a personal backseat um, to... To that, and with that backseat, I was able to qualify into the worlds, albeit at the bottom. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there are better racers than me um, that probably should be qualified that aren't. Yeah. Um, and but they're not. So um, this is probably going to be the only time in my racing career that I get to be invited to a worlds that I can actually attend. Yeah. Uh, maybe in eight years when it comes back to the U.S., but I don't know. Uh, it is on Asphalt in Bakersfield, California. Yeah. Um, I have never raced on Asphalt before. Okay. Uh, I am told the Automatic 800R is the better car to have than the Addicts MMX, which is the last car. Um, the MMX and the 800R are about equal on carpet right now. Um, they haven't figured out how to make the R work as well um, or better. I guess is a better way to say it, um, but on Asphalt, it's a superior car. So I'll be having a brand-new car racing on a brand-new surface. Okay. And um, I'm going to try and figure all that out uh, with some help at a track that I've never been to before, and I don't know who's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: it's... Asphalt, I've done asphalt on-road in a couple of different disciplines, and it is a lot of fun. I haven't done it in years and years, and the last time I did it was nitro on-road, so I really don't have much help. But the grip is a lot better than you would think it would be. Uh, It's obviously a lot softer setup, too. But it's it's a good time, and you're going to have a lot of fun racing with those guys. There is a lot of hate I saw thrown around on the Internet about it. It's like, guys, somebody was bitching about because of a Nationals was ran in Florida, guys get to race in California. And it's like, guys, if you wanted to make the world's list, you could have gone to Florida to the Nationals. And these are people who travel around racing anyway. I'm sure you
1: saw.
0: The, I'm sure you saw the same.
1: Yeah. So and then there was a big. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of posts on on Facebook about that, like uh, Rick Howard's page, just for example. Yeah. Um. And I, my take is that you know I'm again I'm not I not the fastest guy. Um. Probably shouldn't be going to this event, but other people, um, like if you if you take the the actual top forty fastest people that should be going to this event, some of them right. don't want to go because of X Y Z reason, which is okay. Yeah. Um. Some of them can't go because of previous obligations, which I get. You know. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Um, which but it leads me as a I'm. Fast enough to get invited, but I'm not like, you know, I'm I'm a lap plus off of like national champions, on like sure. So you know I'm okay, but uh, so I think those people that wanted to get invited and should be invited uh, should have qualified for okay. a um, or excuse me should have ran a or nationals to be qualified in, and that's well, about all you. Yeah,
0: can do. What I was gonna say, the with IfMar you get plenty of heads up when a uh, Worlds is gonna be in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like they spring it on you last minute. Well, the A scale Nitro Worlds they ain't spring it on us the last minute, but they were um, with Afro, They're like it's in Brazil. But then everybody then is like, is it going to be in Brazil? Is it not going to be in Brazil? That type of thing. There's a lot of him and han about it. It is going to be in Brazil, but... I mean, a lot of people are going to go, but a lot of people are not going to go. I, I think we're going to see an unusual world champion out of one A-scale nitro buggy this year. But... What's your prediction for the mod Touring Car?
1: Um, I think it really depends who's coming uh, and who's been practicing. Like, if Quelo spends the next six months um, running Touring Car Asphalt, like, right. it's going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, but the same could be said for Ryan Hard. Um, you know, Volker's always lights out quick. Uh, then you have um, um, like Schumacher driver.
0: Schumacher oh. driver.
1: Yep, you got Orlowski. Uh, yes, you can't count him out. He's good at he. Everything he drives is and it. If I could get like a pinky finger's worth <sighs> of that talent, <laughs> I know. <you're> doing good. <laughs>
0: I know. And the thing about Orlowski, I remember last year, he went and he won an e-buggy Euros, and then the next week he was somewhere winning a big on-road race. Mm -hmm. It's like, what in the... Um, I always put him in the mix because he's one of worlds before, albeit in a different discipline, is um, David Ronafalk. I guarantee he'll be there with an X-ray.
1: I don't see him making a main.
0: I maybe no. You're right. There's a high level there, but he's always in the hunt in the Euros
1: for a touring car. Yes. Okay. This is I. So I'm just running my horizon um, on um, non-US related events that are not yeah. on road. So. Um, I'll be honest. I only know
0: because listening to other podcasts that are not – I mean, I listen to the No Name RC podcast, and when they talk about Ronald Falk, you know, it's a really good asset for X-Ray to have because he's also an on-road driver that also does well on the Euros level. Um, I don't know how he did – this time around, but I know last time around, he was a privateer on that end. I want to say he was still racing for Mayako. He might have been with HB, and he did fairly well a few years back. But
1: Yeah, but that's a different... I mean, all these guys are fast. Like, Don't get me wrong. I, don't, yeah. I couldn't beat him if I wanted to. I'm trying to look up the Euros now, but I don't know...
0: They're hard to look up because, you know, I tr- I tried looking up large-scale Euros because I kind of want to go and um, ask Connie Svensson if I can borrow a fist scale from him and go race the Euros large scale because it looks like a ton of fun. Um, but I can't find any good information on it. It's like Afra doesn't do a great job on that end. They do a great job with their race coverage when it's actually happening, but like, if you go look at their past events, they use a very old and out-of-date scoring software in Europe. And I do not know where you find it online.
1: I have the results from ETS last year. Um... And they Whoa. have, I think it's, I think it's in German. I'm not oh. sure. <laughs> um, but you can, the names are in English, but the, the titles are in something else. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, yeah, Reinhardt, Volker, uh, Lucas Urbane, which I've heard of, but I haven't seen him a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Krapp, uh, Yannick Proper, Jan Radowski, Um you know, those guys have come over often to to race. I've seen everyone except Urbane over here before. Um, you know, and you can't count out Kevin Hebert either. He's the current national roar champion right. for, uh, for on-road, and he's been stupid quick at everything.
0: You know, it, it almost seems like... I haven't been paying attention. Last time I paid attention to Kevin was when he lost the AE deal because AE stopped running on-road. And he, he lost a little bit while he was trying to find his speed again with different companies. And from what it sounds like, he has found that speed once again.
1: Yeah, he has been the last. So his first year X-ray was a little lackluster. He was learning the car. I don't think the car was as impressive either. I think he joined uh, 22. Yeah, um, I may be incorrect on that, but uh, the X-ray 22 was good. Was a good car. Like nobody can complain about it. But I don't right. think it was better than the automatics. Uh, the 23 car was probably. As good as the automatics on carpet, or maybe a little better, depending on like what it is. And this year, it looks like the 24 is better than the 100R on carpet, at least. Really? Um, well, if you let's look at snowbirds. I mean, right. And then you have Schumacher coming. I mean, Orlowski is going to be the only one who's running the the Schumacher car, but they're supposed to be coming out with the new touring car.
0: That's um, the car that Orlovsky's been winning with. They finally acknowledge that they have a prototype, and that's what he's been winning with. I mean, we all knew it, but they finally acknowledged it.
1: So uh, it's hard to say like what's really going to be happening um, at Worlds. I think you could find the usual suspects in there, along with some like local fast guys. They had the actually. Let's pull this up here. The um, they had the automatics like winter cup race at Bakersfield. Okay. Um, let's see if they are done here. Uh, they are done. Uh, you know, there's, and I think all these guys are from the U.S. Um, actually, Monty Panzeca won that race over Jacob Cruz. Um, okay. And then, you know, you can't put out. I think Aaron Lewis uh, was the is the TQ. I could be wrong there. Um, no, it must have been Monty. I hadn't checked the uh, the results today. Um, so looking at this, Jacob Cruz was the. Uh, it looks like he was the TQ, followed by okay. Aaron Lewis and then Monte Panzica. Um, yeah, David Mayhew and Lex Tyler, I mean, I think all those guys are in the fight to be a main candidates. I don't know, um, you know, where they're going to end up in the a main, but I think they, or even if they'll make the A main, because there's such a big talent pool, like we're probably going to be talking, I would say two or three seconds between the whole a main.
0: Sure. Um, I forget what worlds it was, but um Steve Hartson won it with the B forty four point two and nobody ever heard his name until he won Worlds because he was the local fast guy. And the worlds was at his home track, and he's like, Hey, great, and he just crush everybody in Wheeler. So I could definitely see a scenario like that out there happening.
1: Yeah, and I bet the I bet all the you know, I, it sounds like the Awesome crew went out there and did a lot of testing um, with some of their stuff. I don't know what cars uh, Aaron Lewis or David Mayhew run. I know Jacob Cruz is on the Mugen. Yeah. Monty and Lex are on um, Awesome Addicts. And uh, I know Hanulick was out there as well. He, uh, he got ninth uh, or qualified ninth. Yep. Um, so I think it's going to be a great, you know, a great race. Um, I'm hoping that there's like more entries in mod than there are in spec this year. Uh,
0: you know the you know how that's going to work out though.
1: But it, I don't. I I I'm going to say there's going to be more. I, I hope
0: so. I really do.
1: I think um, you're seeing a turning in the page of of people getting tired of, of spec racing.
0: I'll tell you what, um, I'm not going to make any accusations, but there were, um, you could tell certain motors at Island were turning about two to 3,000 more RPMs than your average guys. You know what I mean?
1: I do. Um,
0: and that's where, um, that's where the BS of spec is, and I, I can see your point in running mod.
1: I, honestly, just aside from... I, I got kind of burned out on the motor tuning um, personally. Uh, that's why I'm not a big fan of running uh, spec. It's kind of expensive um, yeah. to, to do that, and people always say, well, running mods more expensive than, no. than stock because you have to you're going to break more stuff. Uh, the first year you're going to break more stuff than stock Yeah. because you're not used to the power, but you don't have to buy a new motor. That's right. the Second year. Um, your batteries are probably going to be pretty well shot because we use like the super low profile 4,000 inside. Yeah. And you just don't get, I mean, you only get so many hundreds of cycles out of them before they, sure. They get a little rough. Um, but the batteries are pretty cheap compared to, like, your stock batteries. Yep. Um, and, you know, really the most things that I go through in my car now are tires and body shelves.
0: Like, yeah, I was going like, to say, you, you go through more tires than you would in stock, but that's about it.
1: Uh, not on carpet, it's just... Really? Yeah, because the... Um, and I don't know about this in asphalt, because I'm not... A, I'm, well, I assume we'll be an asphalt racer, but I'm not currently. Yeah. Uh, but in... You know, with the new gravity tire on older generation um, CRC carpet, uh, like not the new one, but all the other ones, yeah, no. the gravity tire <laughs> lasts, um I don't even know how many races, like how many ever races you won. Yeah. I'm gonna. So I'm going to a race this next week, and I'm buying one set of gravity tires for the weekend. Right. Um, I plan on practicing all day Friday on them. And all day Saturday on them, um, racing on them. And then okay. probably just giving them to one of the locals. Um, <sighs> oh, because sorry. they're like thirty five or forty bucks a set. Yeah. Um and they last you two days of racing. Yeah. And I don't plan on, on running much again. So realistically that's like I couldn't get two days of racing out of a clayset of the tires.
0: Sure. Sure. Like
1: running at Hoosier, just as yeah. an example.
0: Right. Jake Wiggs checking in. He was at Island last week. So um, we're going to get into questions here pretty quick and then probably try to cut it at 830 because I don't know what happened when I tried playing that video. It cut off the recording, so I'm going to have to record it off of the YouTube video, mm. the audio. So I'm going to have a late night in front of me. All right. And 6 a.m. Jiu-Jitsu, bright and early. I skipped the gym all last week because just in case I got COVID, I didn't want to get any of those guys sick. I did not – I don't think I, I – there was like Monday and Tuesday I felt a little funky. But I'm like, ah, this can't be it. This just can't be. So, um, next week, though, um, I'm race directing a race at Dollar Hobbies called the uh, Icebreaker. I did it last year. It's a good time. It's a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday race. So yeah, Evan Tap, check it in if you guys uh, want to. There's plenty of spots left open. It's going to be a good time. Um, but other than that, frickin', I've been racing like crazy lately. I'm happy I'm about. I'm happy about it. And then, you know, March might be a little bit lighter. I think I have two announcing gigs. April, nothing really planned. Then May, I have Silver State. I have FTR opener at um, the Vandalen's track. And then I have the first round of the MNRC. Then June, I have... Um, The uh, INS race, J Concepts INS race in Muscatine. And then I'm race directing MNRC round number two at Loose Nuts. So I'm going to be a busy guy for those few months. I got to figure out a way to get podcasting in for both podcasts, actually. Because we had to miss the last two weeks of the MMA podcast because of my racing. So it happens, but I like racing. So f them. Cam saying the icebreaker is a good race. It is a good race. I enjoy it. Um, so our first question comes from Chris McKellops. Chris McKellops owns Party Crashers. He it's a deal where he goes around to local community centers and um, charges the kids like a small ten or twenty dollar fee, and they get to drive cars around a track for. Couple hours at least. So he's trying to build RC that way, but he goes, Question for the show Traxxas is releasing a 17 scale four wheel drive slash. Do you think this could be a spec class to get more people into 1A scale racing? You would need to run a 4S, probably. I'm guessing, yeah. And would really be cool if we could get more people racing and he says he still needs to come out with this 5t this summer um possibly very very well possible the way i look at it is like at one point we literally had 50 people running slash on a friday night out of those people four of them Probably still race, but it did hook those four people. You know what I mean? So you're not gonna you're gonna have to cast a very wide net to get a couple. That might not be a bad idea. What do you think, Zach?
1: Sounds like the new bruggy to me. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so the uh, I think that's great. I think um, getting RC enthusiasts into the sport, uh, <laughs> being racing the racing side of things, um, right, is great. Uh, I think there is like an axial or something. There is some kind of ready to run car out there that's really competitive out of the box.
0: Yep, know an a- RC
1: podcast. Oh yeah. What was that? Uh, well, I can't remember the name of it. I heard it's an it. Arma Typhon. Okay, I'm sorry, Arma. Uh, <laughs> but still, like, if that's like a, a car that's you switch the tires and it's competitive um, out of the box to be from a ready to run car for eight scale is amazing. Yeah, right. That's, that's great. I, that's what like more of RC needs because. I think RC's, like, it's kind of expensive to race at the top level. It like, is. go try to win national level stuff. But what isn't expensive at the top level? Right. But if you're going to go, like, club race, I think you can do it, like, relatively cheaply, depending on your surface. Um, yeah. You know, if you're racing, like, on a non-abrasive surface that you can get, like, a month out of a set of tires... And you know, you buy batteries like once a year maybe. Yeah. Um, and just parts, then it's it could be really cheap to, to do something like that. You know, it's a big investment up front. You gotta drop like we'll say two grand on a charger and some other stuff to be yeah. like to be able to charge your batteries in time to race and you need a better radio than whatever it's gonna come with. But um and probably a better servo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Doug Reek was saying that's how he started racing A-Scale was with the Typhon, with the Arma Typhon. Yeah, no, and his car looked pretty good. He was trying to run it with 3S for a while, though. It was a little underpowered. But, yeah, you're right about the tires. So the thing about Joe 3 is, like, his first year running A-Scale, I'm like, oh, I'm going to need a ton of tires. I put a set of green reflexes on his car for the first round. I'm like, oh, these aren't wearing. Because he's not going fast. He went three quarters of a season on one set of tires. And that you, you can never complain about that.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, because he just wasn't driving hard yet. He's just getting the car on the track and just doing the best he can. Um, yeah, you know, it would be... The really crappy thing about the max slash doing a spec class with that is you would get guys that are like in between my driving skill and the very tippy top just wanting to get it. trophy at the end of the year is some nonsense they wouldn't leave it to the beginners or not even the beginners i'd say the sportsman level drivers Cause there's been people that have been driving for a couple of years that are still sportsman level and it would be a great second class but you'd get some a-hole one or two of them that would be lapping everybody and that I think takes that's
1: where the it's the race of directors uh, responsibility to keep the season racers out of the um the ascension classes.
0: Right. Yeah that's true. That is true. Um Michael Cook is wondering, hey Joe and Joey. Well Joey's not on this one, but Zach is a longtime listener and love the show. He's building a B seven to run on CRC black carpet. Um uh, he says, I'm building my shocks right now, and the manual is not calling for internal limiters. Could you touch on that? Uh, here's the thing. With internal limiters, I like them more for wheeler, and I don't, I think I might have one in the rear in the wheeler right now, but we haven't been using many lately. We've, we're actually trying to get more droop out of the rear. We're running the plus four eyelets in the rear with um, – one or two one or two millimeters of external shock limiters. So nothing on the inside. I would definitely leave the one point nine pistons in the rear, put 1.8 in the front, um do a CRC black spring in the rear and mess with the front springs um some guys are all the way up to purple, which is a super stiff spring. I'm not there. Purple is like a 4.4 or 4.5-pound spring, and I normally like the red, which is a 4-pound spring, so it's significant difference. But, yeah, just I built it kind of kit spec in the shocks. That 1.6 piston they have in the front is just way too stiff so hey jim scott check it he says i'm looking good yeah i'm a little bit chubby right now i got uh i'm still trying to lose weight from my i hurt my back back in august and gained a little bit of weight and i'm still trying to lose it um sugar is a true addiction and i got a problem but like I said in the last episode, I've been doing jiu-jitsu, and this is the first time I've been doing it as a big guy with a li- little bit of skill. I kind of like it, Zach. I really do. What do you um, weigh, Joe? 192 pounds. That's right. Yeah. When, so when I was um, competing heavily... I got down too low uh, for my body type. I was walking around at one fifty eight. I was really fast, but it felt like I was hitting like a brick wall when I was trying to grapple with people and go for on one sixty eight to one seventy two was where I like to used to be. But now this extra twenty pounds, and I'm learning how to use it. I don't know, man.
1: Especially if you convert it to muscle,
0: I can. I uh, just. Man there's only so many hours in a day but uh yeah yeah you know cuz you're working more than me and you have a newborn well not newborn now but you know he's an infant yeah yeah an infant um cam is wondering uh he's been watching more clips from Carpet racing in Europe, anything you wish we would do over here that they that they do over there, track layout and obstacles, classes, etc. and he goes, okay, we'll, we'll tackle that one first. Then somebody brought it up earlier. So almost every track in Europe is only semi-permanent, and the club has volunteers for referees. I would like to see referees um i mean there was an argument at the at the track yesterday because of the race director didn't see something because you know the race director only has two eyes if they're lucky (laughs) and between
1: the track and the computer
0: yeah exactly um a referee um I kind of like the idea of high vis vis vests for outdoor racing. I would like uh, the marshals to race or wear a high vis vest um, for safety reasons. Um, I think a wanted,
1: hat as well, or like a yeah something on your head, especially yeah. for like eight scale stuff. Because yes. I I mean, if you race any kind of eight scale, but, and you're going for a car like under a jump, you're doing your best to look and jump, and but. The race, the the racers need to be able to see you as well, right?
0: You know, and, and it's very inexpensive to get a high vis vest and a hat. It's very inexpensive. Um, but the tracks are a little mundane. Um, if you, I, I would say, you know, I wouldn't mind some of that mundane stuff to happen around here. Um, they're going a little bit too wild with some of the stuff. They, they kind of need to back off in carpet racing a little bit. Um, you know, if you want to see some good European racing, and if you are on TikTok, a lot of people aren't, um, go to, um, I, I think you pronounce his name Miklos, M-I-K-K-L-O-S. He um, races over in Europe with the Extra Lap RC podcast, guys. And he puts a lot of good European racing um, on his TikTok. Yeah, Jim Scott's uh, making a good point, too. A referee or whoever could give the Marshals good direction. You know, if they're wearing a high vis vest, all that junk. Yeah, it's, it's just like we need some safety things and some referees, uh, or one referee, you know.
1: Depends how big the track is. For, like, eight scale off-road, um, you know, with the jumps and that, you could get away with two.
0: Sure, uh, sure.
1: For, you know, carpet racing, I think having another set of eyes on the opposite end of the track is uh, helpful. Um, and I think it should be done and... Yeah, I the European. I think the European tracks are just different. They're fast and flowy versus ours are like technical, and yeah. um, like you really gotta drive them well uh, to to do it. And they're easier to make mistakes on. Like the European tracks, if you make a little mistake, it's not like it's a tenth. It's not like yeah, you know, the end of the world. You make a mistake on an American track, generally, you're out of contention for leadership
0: i got a story about that in two seconds about tra- track difficulty but we'll get through uh cam's question here too because it's a three-parter part cam always has good questions he goes with the outdoor season knocking on the door what event are you guys looking forward to i'm looking forward to silver state ins and the midwest nationals what about you you your worlds are in summer right
1: uh november oh um, november um, so for me, I think the, um, I mean, Silver State's always a good race. PNB a good race. Um, all the INS races, like all of them are amazing. You can't, they've done an amazing job with that series. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, all, not all of them, but a lot of these big, there's so many big races now that it's, you got the Royal Nationals, um, coming up uh i don't have the dates in front of me Uh, but those are soon yes and then you have the carpet and the off-road uh nationals coming up um those are going to be amazing races too
0: and what's awesome is the coverage we get because you got keenan's new company i always forget the name of it i'm sorry keenan keenan and like three or four other guys you have it's
1: it's, uh it's lance Uh, lance yeah it's elite rc
0: elite rc you have elite rc you have mod media you have live rc you have excellent coverage at all of these races i mean it's and they're all pushing each other too which is excellent and I you have hope...
1: some more small guys, too, that are, are doing, re- like, regional coverages that are doing excellent jobs as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, t- 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 um, and the last part of his question is, now that the B7 is out and about, what is the general consensus? I drove one, and it's pretty dang good. Well, like I said earlier, we went from... Uh, not being too sure about that car to yesterday we turned a corner with it and now we are falling in love with it and yeah. So it's you know, new car blues. Lance says awesome Jacobson, I was wrong, never mind. Uh oh. I don't know if he has new car blues. Um so, Pat Boyd's wondering, with it being two weeks from the next round at the Friday Night Series at Dollar, and the new class changes, will we see a strong turnout for twenty-one point five? So, for two-wheel and four-wheel and stadium truck at Dollar for the intermediate side of it, they have to run on slicks, and two wheels twenty-one five. I think you'll see it get chopped in half, honestly. Um, but then I think you'll see it grow again. Like I said, this is a foreign concept to you, Zach, because you're more national, but um, we're just getting twenty-one-five in Minnesota. Like, now. Like, it's been around a couple years in most places.
1: As established classes, not even as, like, something that's new.
0: Right. Yeah, Minnesota's a little slow in that way. Um, ooh, this is a good question. Now that it's available for shipping, will we see a Mugen two-wheel this spring or not until the fall? Ooh, that Mugen two-wheel, that's something else. It, it I looks know,
1: like, I don't know. I got to wait to see how it performs because it looks like a agglomeration of, like, the the sea Yep. And the X-ray and yeah. associated.
0: It looks like the Lowe's if they kept developing it properly. And that adjustable rear like the adjustable rear shock position, the the little bit of additions that are in the car. I mean, I'm a team associated driver, if you can't tell by my shirt, but I'm excited and I hope that there's another contender in the ring. I really do. Um, and also, there. I know locally there's a lot of Mugen-only A-scale drivers. Maybe this two-wheel buggy would get them out racing 10-scale in the wintertime because they're that die hard of a fan. Um, yeah, but you're right. We have to see it in action. I bet you, you know what, I bet you former co-host Ryan Greening buys one from Dollar and it sits in his RC room for a year and a half with the seal unbroken on the box. That's my prediction. Um, I mean, he's having too much fun with those twins. So Craig Kruger, he goes, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I'm curious about LASIK eye surgery, and and has it affected uh, racing for other people, dry eyes, focus, depth, perce- perception. I'm thinking about getting LASIK done. I know you have to get it redone when you're our age. Does that make sense? I, I it's not a once in a lifetime because Craig's like, I, I would guess you're probably 10 years younger than me, Zach, but Craig's around my age. Um, he's a super fast guy and I think he's looking for that edge once again um, I mean
1: I would uh, so I've heard some things about LASIK and I also look good in glasses so I haven't bothered to, yeah. uh, to do that I have terrible eyesight apparently um, and it's getting worse um, like every every year Um. So I've heard some things about LASIK. Uh, I don't know what's what. I would just look it up online. Um, but from like my my uncles had it, my cousin or my cousin, my um, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law have both had it and great success. There's no problems. Right. They like it, but they don't like wearing glasses either. Um, so I, or contacts, and I don't know. Um, much about that. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. I wear glasses at work and at the track, but other than that, I do not. But I'm getting to the point to where I don't think I'll be able to pass the eye test on my driver's license renewal next time. Unfortunately.
1: I don't think they care. (laughs) And I'll tell you how I know they don't care. Because I got my driver's license without glasses. Really? Really. Huh. I used to navigate by landmarks, not by street signs, because the time (laughs) I could read the street sign, I was past the street. (laughs) Well, I'm
0: that way as well. Um, But I can still see okay. But it's, I mean, things get sharp with my glasses. And now I have Mm to, I will not wear bifocals, so now I have to get a pair of glasses for the computer as well. So, yeah, getting old. It's fun, man. Um, Well, I saw Craig did have glasses this weekend, and he did. I I don't know, man. It's not LASIK, but um, somebody, I'll I'll be vague, but.
1: Yo, I got a beer back.
0: Yep, go for it. I'll wait for Zach to come back and yeah, what's everybody else doing? Lance just said Austin was wrong, never mind. Huh. Is anybody in the chat right now? It says there's twenty four people watching. Love bifocals. Jim, I tried them, and the problem is tracks with front straightaways, um, like a lot of them have, um, it it would be like a fisheye lens, and I could not get used to the transition. It it was just not great. Cam's just waiting for more racing. There's always more racing, Cam. You could have raced yesterday at the Toy Box. You could have come down to Island. Dude, I'm telling you guys, if you've never been down to Island Speedway, do not sleep on that place. Um, if you're into Carpet Off-Road, that is, or Dirt Oval. Um, both are fantastic tracks. Um, Alright, you're back? Yeah, sorry. All right, So I was going to tell you the story about my old band. So, basically uh, he had a Botched um, eye surgery, and now he is has glaucoma and is basically blind in one eye. And his job is a printing; he runs a printing press, so he's gotta see. You know what I mean? So th- that's the only reason I'm not for anybody touching anybody's eyes ever. <laughs> Joel Hyatt said, so we will be able to race two-wheel drive a dollar just with slicks and 21.5 turn. Oh, he says progressive lenses he hears works well. I was talking on here when you we were gone about glasses. Pat Boyd saying, I can't wait to go back to Island in June. And Cam was saying, yeah, I was busy. Also, I'm going to be like an hour from Island next week. So you got to swing by there you got to swing by there, but leave your credit cards and wallet because they have a fully stocked hobby shop. I bought B7 parts that I was not able to get on the Team Associated webpage. That's how fully stocked it is. Justin wrote, why doesn't anyone want to pay what a car is worth now? He said, I tried selling his brand new built Truggy last year, basically ready to run less receiver, team drivers were offering them no more than $750 with a brand-new OS speed. Because um, everybody wants a deal, Justin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's worth way more, but everybody wants a deal. Um, well,
1: it's only worth what somebody's willing to pay, so...
0: That's true, but that motor is $500, and the pipe but that goes we, nobody, along with it...
1: If you're just Joe, like I don't, I don't yeah. know this guy, but I've so we talked a little bit about this, and I used to do resale uh, when DRC first started. Right, that's how I that's how I got my my uh, feet wet. <laughs> and if you don't buy it from like somebody you know that you know took care of it, you don't know the condition of anything in that kit. So, you know, you could be on a good list um, for. Uh, stuff but that doesn't mean that the car's like still going to be amazing forever right. and when you can buy a new car that's going to be amazing for you know like three four hundred dollars more with electronics right. you know like who who's going to do that
0: what he's saying is it was brand new and i'm sure the motor was broken in by sean van dalen who's a reputable motor guy and all that junk you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. and But I also get what you're saying on your end. Um, Cam's saying he's looking for a new Volkswagen, too, so it's going to be a spending trip um, or a new old Volkswagen. Klinkner is wondering, um, Klinkner is one of the top guys at the Dakota Slideways who's having that race in July. Uh, what makes a fun off-road track? Is there any preference on direction of the tracks? Um I like clockwise myself, and Corey also said clockwise. Uh, what does that matter to you, Zach?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, recently, my my favorite track, the lower level, um, yeah. switched. It's a carpet auto track, but they switched yep. um, running co- to running counterclockwise. To have the nap in the carpet the same direction as the oval racers. Okay. Uh, because I have a big carpet oval crowd. Right there. Yep. So that makes sense. That's um. Yeah. And there are a couple races around the country that do run counterclockwise, like Snowbird, yeah. for the exact same reason. Um I I I don't think it matters. It I think people uh if you run it counterclockwise and it's just as good counterclockwise as it is clockwise, people are going right. to bitch about it because they like to bitch about stuff.
0: Right. The, what I was going to say is, so he's talking about off-road track as well. Um, you have to be make sure you can get in and out of the pits just as well. That's another big thing. Also, to me, what makes a good track, um, keep your lane widths somewhat the same. You know, don't go from like twelve feet to six feet to like eighteen feet, or none of. Believe it or not, I is as much nonsense as that sounds. I've been on tracks like that.
1: I think it's just an added challenge, Joe, and you need to become a better driver. <laughs> so, speaking of, uh, so
0: we're gonna make a couple transitions and we're gonna get off. So, speaking of challenges, so yesterday I raced at the toy box for uh, Border Battle, and it was a good time. The track was fun. It was definitely a challenge. The problem is, is we could only put Marshalls in the four corners. So the middle, if you crashed in the middle, you were done. You might as well just pack your crap and go home. In the Wheeler main, what happened was um, I crashed twice in the middle and lost two laps, Literally. I mean, it was my fault for crashing, yes, but um, it's also uh, track's responsibility to build a track that can be marshaled. Um, and also, yeah. um, if you build something, like, make, let's say you build a triple, make sure a slower class can double single that triple. Make sure that the single out is a smooth transition. You know, just be smart.
1: Cam well, was wondering,
0: for usable for our classes yeah. yeah cam was wondering was that a new layout yes cam it was a new layout Richard dozark is saying sideways and away and towards the driver's stand don't like the angle from the driver's stand if you know what I mean I think I get what he's saying like he wants yeah but personally myself I like either a really, really, really high driver stand or a really low driver stand. I don't like that middle. So, But anyways, one more thing we wanted to talk about were um, selling used things online because um, that's something sparked last week. And I thought oh, I was...
1: I forgot about this already.
0: <laughs> well, that's fine. Um, I forgot about it until you s- started talking about use, uh, reselling. Yeah. So there's a guy online, he had a B6.4 for sale, he listed everything, and he was selling for $1,300.
1: It was a nice car. Definitely. A really nice car.
0: I, um, like, it was. It was a $350 car. Well, because that's... the B, B7 well, is out, and the B6.4, I mean, cool, you have all this stuff. It is now a $350 car. And he did that. I think he was running a joke because he posted a truck later on that was $1,300 and all that stuff. But, man, people want their hop-up money back. Have you noticed that?
1: I, some of the parts are worthwhile and some are not. I don't think a titanium screw kit personally makes your car resell anymore. Uh um, no. the screws can wear out. Yes. Um, but there's some option parts, like the... Um, uh the mod, um lightweight Pops. drivetrain. Yeah, the yeah. Those would make your car sell for more. Um you know, there's a couple upgrades here and there that, that would make your car sell for more, but a lot of that stuff is not like it may perform better yep. for you, uh, but it's a, a lot of it's like a preference thing. And sure. you know, so what are you gonna do? Yeah, but, dude,
0: $1,300. I well, mean, it's
1: probably less than retail.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what. I put in a good chunk of change in my B7, and I'm about ready to do it again because my carpet car and my AstroTurf car are going to be two separate vehicles because the setup has changed quite drastically between the two surfaces. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to do it again, and it's like, I look at the amount of money I put in and it's almost, the amount of money I put in in hop-ups is for me. It's not for resale value. Um, I actually stopped reselling stuff. Um, it, it's been hell reselling stuff. You got guys that might come back to you being like, hey, this, that, and the other. Or you, you have a never-ending stream people bought well when you ran it at this track what did you do i i don't know i don't you know what i mean it's like i don't That's know true. what you want out of me it's like i wish i could sell or, or god forbid you sell to somebody in a like i sold to a guy in canada and he i sent it and he took a paypal um deal out against me because it was stuck in customs for a month. Yep. But that's yeah. not my fault. That's not my I fault.
1: I know, Joe. I know you know. That's why so, this is a lot of the reasons I got out of reselling.
0: Yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah. I Part of that, you know, that big chunk of change, I'm putting it on the manufacturer. Yeah. If you come out with a $300 car and it needs $400 worth of upgrades, that's yeah. bullshit. You, it is beam associated low C X ray, that's bullshit. So you can have for the on road side, you can buy. Maybe you got a couple springs, but springs yeah. are pretty interchangeable. Most yeah. times, you can run like the same springs and different kits. Yeah. Um, and you got some spares, maybe a couple like tuning parts you like for specific tracks. Right. But for the most part, like on road wise, you buy. If you have a couple of those things, then you're you're done. And the kits are more expensive, but yeah. you're not buying. Hop, hop up this, that, the other thing.
0: So my goal is to get my car one close to weight, okay? It doesn't have to be at weight. It's not that critical. I can be 20 grams over and be okay. Um, I like the carbon parts um, for the... Artificial turfs with the carpets and the the stiffer feel. So with
1: part of not time.
0: my because team associated's all out of parts and it says they're not getting anything until April. So team associated is not you know. I mean, I can't buy from them. So I loaded up my card at A and I'm only looking at putting in. What I put into my B7, which is my turf car, I'm putting it in my carpet car, it's going to be $98, which isn't terrible. You but know? That,
1: that's okay. That's tuning parts if you're going, like, stiffer plastics. Yeah, like, that's, what, that's maybe, what I'm doing. Like, that might be something that Team Associated needs to do. Like, you have your Dirt, right? They got the 7D. Yep. yep. You got the 7, and maybe you have a 7C. It's just different plastics instead of having to buy them. Right, now they come with the kit. Like nothing right. crazy, but you could offer that reasonably, and even charge another ten, twenty dollars, whatever. Yeah, as a kit price for it. Um, but then guys don't have to buy a hundred dollars worth of parts. Right,
0: right, exactly. I mean, it's not that there are guys spending a whole lot more, and you don't
1: have to. I Yeah, mean, I think. Like, the the weight thing, I don't know in off-road specifically because I was told just whatever it weighs, it weighs. Yeah, uh, mod,
0: On mod and dirt, yes. Whatever it weighs, uh, it weighs.
1: I mean, and it's... I think I'm, like, 100 grams overweight, and I'm, like... I don't, I, even if I put, like, a titanium screw kit in the top, I would still be way overweight, so it doesn't matter.
0: The only if thing... I, Oh go ahead. But go
1: ahead. so for I you know, so maybe it needs to be a little revision in the rules to be like plus fifty grams or something, so that you don't have to have like all these things to make minimum weight. Um, but in like on road, I think the like the manufacturers and the rule makers need to get together because in my for running mod, um, I have I have an aluminum screw kit on the top of it. Yep. Um, I'm running tungsten screws in the bottom. Yep. And I have two hundred and like forty grams of weight in the car to make weight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that is the, so much weight.
0: My point is, um, with the B seven, I I had to run the full size pack, and I had to add fourteen grams of weight to make get it up to weight. Um, also, it's okay. I like to run lightweight bodies. Um, it got put into my head with 12 scales. So I was messing around and it's when those super pro light bodies came out. So you had the pro light, the lightweight and the regular weight, Mm -hmm. the difference between a lightweight and a, or a pro light, not even like the lightest you can get. And a regular weight was average four tenths of a lap faster with the pro light because you're getting all that weight from up top and you're making it go away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I run lightweight bodies on everything now that I can, because that just stuck in my head. Honestly, the car didn't feel much different, but man, it was so much slower. So, Anyways, um, yeah, do you got anything else? Because I'm going to have to sit down here and re-record the audio, which is going to be oh so fun.
1: Because
0: um, everything decided to make a mistake tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think we can cut this one um, at this point. Uh, I have other stuff I could say, but I think this is sufficient. Um, we could spend a whole lot more time talking about a lot of this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff happening right now, a lot of trash mm-hmm. talking and all that. I mean, I could regale you of um, an email that um, uh, I'll talk to you off air. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right, guys. Um, I'm Joser Jr., and with me was Zach Donathan, and we have ran out of talent. Have a good night, guys.